one Lord, one baptism. One God, one Lord, one Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns in you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
letter of Paul to the Colossians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you. Just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love and his spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The word of
written in the law. What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise the Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three, do you think, was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God and Redeemer. Amen. So that story I just read, one of the most familiar stories. We will get to that at the end. But I want to begin with what we've heard from Moses in Deuteronomy. He will not go with them. He will die over on this side. 
journey from slavery in Egypt, escaping through the Red Sea, traveling for 40 years in the wilderness. All alone, he went up the mountain to receive God's commandments and came back down to give them to the people, witnessing the human tendency to turn away from God and to live in fear. Moses has seen it all, lived it all with them. These people, chosen by God to be God's people, a covenant people. People pretty much like us. People who turn away from God, but who God loves so much, He never gives up on us. We, like the Israelites, are called to turn, to repent, to reorient ourselves to God, to this word of love that is always very near to us, seeking us out. So as they prepare to go into the promised land, into a new journey, with new challenges, new things to experience, new lessons to learn, Moses says it again. The word is very near to you. And he reminds them, it's in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. What word is he talking about? He's talking about those same words, those commandments from God. The Torah, all the teachings. All the teachings that God gave them. All the living words. Words for life. Words that give life. Words that sustain life. The word that had stayed with them throughout the journey from Egypt to the promised land. God the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer. The one God. Not a false God. Not a golden idol, not a distant hope, not a complicated theological idea resident in heaven or some institution of academia, not a foreign word from a faraway place across the sea. No, Moses says, the word is very near, has always been near. Bringing you through the waters of the raging sea, leading you with a pillar of smoke and fire, feeding you manna from heaven, and water from deep springs. A voice, a word, a love, a faithfulness very near. A word that is on your lips and in your heart. A word that goes with you wherever you are in this journey of faith, this journey of life. In all the places we find ourselves, wilderness, loneliness, grief, joy, wonder, the word is very near always. When Jesus asked the lawyer, in today's gospel story, what is written and what do you know about these words? The lawyer sums up his 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Of course he knows the words. He's a person of knowledge, trained to speak. We know these words. Very familiar words. But in our gospel today, it is not until Jesus tells the story of a man beaten and left for dead does the lawyer really understand. The story moves his understanding from his head to his heart, which is an entirely different interpretive location. Suddenly we can see, like he did, that his question, who is my neighbor, raises all sorts of other questions. What does it mean that my neighbor is like me? Created by the same God with similar desires and hopes, loves, and limitations. What does it mean to love my neighbor? How do I show it? What do I do? What do I say? In the end, the man, the lawyer, understands. And he says one word. Mercy. He says mercy. The one who shows mercy, that is how to love one's neighbor.
The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in Christian faith and life? Will you, by your prayer and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you away from the love of God? And do you turn to Jesus Christ? and accept him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? And do you promise to follow and to obey him as your Lord? This is your part, please stand. An important question that requires a robust answer. Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this person in his life in Christ? Let us join with this person who is committing himself to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God?
his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation, and through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your Son, Jesus, received the baptism of John, and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who hear are cleansed from sin and born again. They continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with
retiring in August, and we have a chance to gather a gift for her. If you would like to be part of a monetary sending away gift for her, um, you can send a gift to the office, uh, not with her name on it. Um, Put her name in the memo of your check, which is made up to Trinity Church, and put it in an envelope for Nancy Marshall, our bookkeeper. Uh, and we will gather that all into a gift for Anne, which she needs. Uh, part of her would be on Sunday, August 25th at the coffee hour. Um, I think I got water from my microphone. Do you hear it coming in and out? We'll see. We'll just work with that. Hopefully, there won't be any deaths. Um, there will be healing prayer right over here. There's transcripts during communion, and immediately, following for anyone who would like prayer for whatever's on your heart, for your life, for someone else who you're thinking about or worrying about right now, you just come over here while we're starting communion and people will pray for you. Um, I got to do healing prayer and anointing with some of the kids on Thursday at St. Stephen's, and it reinfused in me the power of anointing and prayer um, through their eyes as they all participated in it. I would encourage you to follow their example. Walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, the honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread, one cup. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer and Sanctifier, be with you and those you love this day and always. Amen.